Welcome to the Candid Comms podcast. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you thrive in internal communication, you're in the right place. I'm your host, international communication consultant, trainer and mentor, Rachel Miller. Through this podcast, I'll share my experience with you so you can increase your skills, knowledge and confidence on all things internal communication related. Hello and welcome to the show. In today's episode, you and I are focusing on how to measure internal communication. As ever, you will leave with one thing to know, one thing to think about and one thing to do. Are you ready? Let's get stuck in. When you work in the world of internal communication, it is not an option to not measure. You have to measure your internal communication. The mindset that I encourage you to have when thinking about your internal comms comes from the late, great Peter Drucker. If you've never encountered Peter Drucker's work before, do look him up. I encourage you to look up his work. He wrote 39 books on modern business management. Really, really inspirational chap. And one of the quotes that I bear in mind when I think about measurement comes from him. And he said, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. Now, surely we want to improve our internal communication, right? Surely what we're trying to do constantly is to evolve and iterate our approach when it comes to communicating successfully with our employees. However, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So this is what I think you need to know. You need to know the language of measurement. Traditionally, we have measured outputs in the wonderful world of internal comms. Certainly, if I think back to when I started my internal comms career back in 2003, I was very much measured on output. And your outputs are normally things like stories, likes, shares. It might be attendees. It's normally numbers. It's normally stats. And when you look at an organization's internal communication, I find that normally these sorts of stats are easy to gather. Some of the organizations I work with create monthly reports. So the internal comms teams will create these measurement reports. And I can pretty much guarantee before I open them, I know what's going to be in them. And sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised because they focus on outcomes. And we'll talk more about that in a moment but predominantly they're focused on outputs. I see this a lot when I judge industry awards. I judge lots of awards a year. I love discovering the reality of internal comms inside organizations. And I really enjoy seeing firsthand all the brilliant work that internal communicators are doing around the globe to improve the way their organization communicates with its employees. But when you're looking at signs of success, and if you're writing award entries, and you'll know this if you've ever had to write an award entry, a key criteria in there is the measurement. And the easy thing to measure is the outputs. It's how many people read this story, how many people clicked on a link, how many people opened our email newsletter. And typically, that's what I see in those monthly reporting documents, which normally just get circulated within a comms team or perhaps within the wider function or maybe even with stakeholders. But when I look at the outputs, 
I'm presented often with a page of stories. You know, I've had this many stories on the intranets that generated this many comments. These are our outputs. So we're measuring, right? We can see that the, and we can relate them and track them month on month on month. We did this many stories this month and this many stories the next month. And all I want to say is so what? Nicely. <laughs> but, but so what? And this is the territory you need to be thinking in. It's outcome focused. It's so what's happened as a result of all of these stories? So what's happened as a result of all of your employees dialing in to a virtual town hall? So what's happened as a result of all your employees applying to your values recognition scheme, for example? This is what we need to be focused on, comms friends, the outcomes. So what's happened as a result? So when you're looking at creating a monthly measurement report, I encourage you to do both. The thing for me is to craft a meaningful picture from the data. And this is what you need to think about. So what you need to know is the language. You need to know the difference between inputs, outputs, outcomes, and outtakes. You also then need to craft all of your data into a meaningful picture. If you're listening to this episode thinking, well, Rachel, I don't know the difference between input, outtake, outcomes. What, what are all these words? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Back in 2019, my friend Liam Fitzpatrick wrote for my All Things I See blog. He wrote an article called How to Make Internal Comms Add Up. And I'll include this in the show notes. So if you're out and about with the kids, walking the dog, having a run, don't worry. Check out the show notes and all of this will be in there, including a link to his book that he was talking about. And the definitions that he used and shared in that article, I'll share with you now. So input is, are we using resources effectively? Output is, did we do what we actually planned to do? And if not, do we know why? Your outtakes are, did our audience hear the core messages? And did they make sense? And then your outcomes are, are people doing what the organization needs them to do. That's input, output, outtakes and outcomes. I'll link through to all of that in the show notes if you didn't get a chance to jot those down. So playing through that scenario of a monthly report, when you are creating that and you're reporting the number of stories that you've written, for example, and maybe you've linked them to your values and maybe you've linked them to your strategic priorities, great. I'm sure that's really super important and that's an important measure of success. Lovely. But what's happened as a result? Sometimes I find that you can track this quite well with certain initiatives. So maybe safety communication, you know, health and safety communication. So if you were trying, and I spent four and a half years of my in-house career working in-house in the railway, and safety communications, as one would expect, are critical. You need to have safety communications. So you can measure safety communication in terms of things like lost time incidents, LTIs. Oh, we love, we love an acronym in internal comms, particularly love an acronym when it comes to health and safety internal comms. But things like lost time incidents. Now, if you're measuring something like that, accident rates inside your organisation, and you're trying to show a correlation between what you've communicated through your internal communication and the number of accidents, what you report may surprise you because the output might be that people 
understand how to wear their personal protective equipment, PPE, safely, for example. So therefore, the number of reported you know, people wearing things incorrectly goes down. Or you may find your numbers go up. I remember this happened when I was working in the railway and I was really surprised by it. One of our measures of success was when if people called the health and safety information line or the incident lines or two separate lines, if the numbers went up. I also had this within an organisation I worked with and I was working with their cyber security team and we were looking at what are the measures of your internal communication campaign. So we were doing this big initiative about cyber safety and I challenged the team and said, one of your measures of success, I imagine, is if the number of queries go up. And they said, no, no, surely that means the campaign's not working. I said, no, I don't think that's true because if you're trying to change behaviour, if you're trying to encourage your employees to think differently before they do something, so before they put on their personal protective equipment or before they click on a link in an email, what you're actually asking them to do in this particular scenario was report anything that you're not certain about rather than just click in, why don't you get in touch and report ask the team for advice and guidance. So one of the measures of success wasn't just that the number of incidents would go down, but actually that the reporting would go up. And that's quite common for safety incidents as well and safety reporting if you're responsible for safety internal comms. So the outcome could be, you know, your output could be your stories or campaigns or posters, your collateral normally. But then the outcome is so what's happened. And sometimes that takes a really long time to prove. I see that when I look at award entries. I might see a behavioural change campaign, for example. If you're trying to change someone's habits and someone's behaviour, that takes time. Normally a six weeks campaign or even a six month campaign is not long enough to see the long term habitual changes that people have made as a result of your internal communication. Most award entries, you have a criteria of when the campaign needed to have run, and it's normally 12 months. And so many times, comms friends, I'll be reading through an award entry and I think, you don't have the outcomes yet. You've got the outputs and I can see all the inputs and all the different channels that you've used and the messaging you're using. But actually, so what's happened as a result, outcome, isn't there yet. It's not clear. You've almost entered this award too early. If you just waited another year, you would then have the results. So I see that a lot. So I encourage you to think about that. So this is something to know and something to think about. So what you need to know is the language. What is the difference between outputs, inputs, outtakes, outcomes? And how do you use those phrases as a team? How do you use those phrases as an individual? And how do your stakeholders use them? What is their measure of success? Is it the same as yours? Well, you might be thinking about outcomes and you might be thinking about behavioural change and what happens as a result of our internal communication. And for your stakeholders, their measure of success might be our story is at the top and pinned on the internet so everybody can see it. Or our session in our company update is the most popular or our internal webinar is the most popular and that's their measure of success. So do think about that if you're trying to plan internal communication and you're trying to measure and if we can't measure something we can't improve it. Think about that. Think about the language that you're using and how you use it consistently. I also have a golden rule which is measure what you treasure. 
really, really simple. What do you treasure? What is important to you? Is it how many clicks we've had on stories? Or is it that the number of lost time incidents has changed, for example? What do you treasure? Use that as a lens. Look at initiatives that you've got coming up, perhaps, or maybe reflect back on change communication, which is a whole topic in its own right. But what do you treasure? We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to share one thing that I encourage you to do. See you in a moment. If you want to learn more about internal communication, I have a special offer for you. Because you're a listener of the Candid Comms podcast, you can save 10% off my range of online masterclasses. Simply use the code CANDIDCOMS at the checkout to remove 10% from the listed price. I offer a range of courses and these are your courses done at your pace. You have 12 months access from when you enrol in a course and there's a range of options to choose from in terms of topics. See the show notes for the full information and I hope to see you inside an online masterclass very soon. Welcome back. In this final section of today's episode, I'm going to share what I think you need to do and what we need to do when it comes to measuring our internal communication is get organised. So through this final section, I'm going to share four different pieces of research with you and frameworks that I hope will really help you. The first one is my intentions framework. If you've ever heard me speak on stage or attended an in-person or online masterclass with me, chances are you'll have heard me talk about my intentions framework. I used to call it my secret source, but really it's intention. And it's this, what do you want employees to do, say, think, feel? Sometimes I add the word differently as a result of your internal communication. And how do you want or need them to behave. And that's it. What do you want employees to do, say, think, feel as a result of your internal communication? And how do you want or need them to behave? And the reason that's important is because if I don't know the answers to those questions, I haven't got a hope of measuring. If I'm not clear why I'm creating a poster or writing a story for an intranet or putting something on digital signage or creating a whole initiative or rolling out a new app, how can I possibly measure? Now, in there, you'll probably notice the word feel. I've used the word feel in my comms planning for years. Some organisations have their own versions. They have do, say, think or think, feel, do or no feel, act all sorts. You might have one yourself, your mindset, your intention for your internal communication. Now, I think, comms friends, because the year 2020 happened, when you are planning your internal communication, I think one thing that that year really showed was the importance of emotional intelligence. This is the feelings bit. So if you're planning internal comms and you haven't thought about how do we want our employees to feel, go back, have another look at it. Because I believe when you tap into the power of emotional intelligence, it can unlock amazing opportunities within your organisation for good, honest, candid conversations and two-way communication. Over on my All Things I See blog, I've written articles about how to communicate with empathy, 
and how to communicate with compassion. These are the feelings that I'm referring to. I'll link through to those in the show notes so you can read them. So the intention there is if I'm really clear what I want employees to do, say, think or feel, and I know how they want them to behave, then I can measure against it. So that's the intentions framework. Second framework I want to share with you is the OASIS framework, O-A-S-I-S framework from the Government Communication Service, GCS, here in the UK. I'm trying to bust all these acronyms as we go. Bear with me, comms friends, I'm trying. So the OASIS framework, every letter of that framework stands for something. So it's your objectives, your audience insight, your strategy, your implementation and scoring. Starting with objectives obviously makes sense. Let's make sure that they're smart if we can. When stakeholders have conversations with us, they typically come in at an implementation level. And let me help you understand what that means. The implementation level is normally the channel. So imagine this conversation. Does this seem familiar to you? A stakeholder will come up to you and they will say, oh, Rachel, well, don't say my name, obviously. They'll say, they'll say your name, <laughs> Rachel. I need to have a story on the internet. And we say, hold on a second, back up, back up. And what we're asking them to do is go through the phases of this framework. We're asking them, what are your objectives? That's what is it that you're trying to achieve? We're asking what's the audience insight. Now, comms friends, we have a lot of audience insight because if we're tapped into our organisation, if we have things like employee survey data, for example, then imagine we're doing a change comms situation and change comms campaign. And we know because of our audience insight from our employee survey data, we know our employees feel like change is done to them. So we know this already. So when we have conversations with stakeholders about communicating change, because we have that insight, it will shape what we do and how we do it. Then we move into the S, the strategy. So what's the big idea? What's the plan? And how does this link in to our organisational objectives as well? I often put that bit in at the strategy level. So you go through objectives, audience, strategy, and then, sure, let's talk about implementation. Let's talk about channel. But before you've done all of those stages, if you just dive in at a channel level, you might find that actually maybe it's a change comm scenario. Maybe you're making a change to line managers' terms and conditions, say. Actually, it only impacts the top 100 employees in your organisation. So your stakeholder who's come to you, perhaps from HR, and says, I need a story on the internet on the front page. Actually, no, they don't. Because what they actually need is a channel that will target your top 100 managers because the change is actually just for them. So the audience insight and the strategy here is all about shaping the right conditions that will then lead you into the implementation, which is as a result of knowing what we're trying to achieve, who it's aimed at, what we want them to do, then we know therefore the channel to use. And the final part of Oasis, the final S is scoring or evaluation. And that's your measurement piece. And that's a constant. If you look at the graphic of that model, you will see that there's an arrow at the bottom going from scoring that goes right up to the top again, because it's a cyclical process. Again, I'll share that in the show notes for you. So that's my intentions framework. And that's the Oasis framework. The other two I want to share with you are the AMEC framework, which is A-M-E-C. 
Now, I say amic, and I never know if it's amic or amic. So however you say it is the right way. I'm not actually sure. So it's the Association of Measurement and Evaluation in Communication. And if you are interested in measurement and you've not come across AMEC before, do check them out. Every November, they have a global measurement month where they have all sorts of events and opportunities for comms pros to learn about measurement and the AMEC framework is a really solid excellent piece of work it enables you to type in there's a website and I'll link again I'll link to that in the show notes there's a website where you can plug in your inputs outtakes outputs and now we know what these are now because <laughs> we've been talking about them so we can plug in there what is it that we're trying to achieve from our campaign and it's fantastic they've now they've relaunched it a few years back in multiple languages as well so it's really super and i'll link through to that in the show notes the final thing I want to share with you in terms of doing our homework on measurement is a report that was issued by the Institute of Internal Communication, IOIC, another acronym, <laughs> and CIPR, the Chartered Institute of Public Relations. Now, as a member and a fellow of both CIPR and IOIC, I can't tell you how heartened I was to see them partnering up to produce a measurement report. It's an outstanding piece of work and I'll link to it. Um, guess where? Over on the show notes. <laughs> In this research, they looked at all the different models that are available and they analysed them all and they drew some conclusions in terms of what's out there. For this perennial problem of measuring internal communication, what is out there to support internal communicators? And included frameworks from Dr. Kevin Ruck from PR Academy, um, who I think of as the godfather of IC. I'm a big Kevin fan. And it's really, really useful because it analyzes all the different types of frameworks that exist. And it's a really solid, useful piece of work. So again, I'll link through to that in the show notes so you can access it. So there we go. Well, we've got to the end of our measurement episode. We've covered so much. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you've taken lots of notes or if you're out and about and out for a run and you haven't had a chance to come back and make notes, I hope that you do follow up with yourself and do make a note of what difference would it make for you to be able to measure your internal communication effectively? What action are you going to take as a result of listening to this podcast, whether it's clarifying the language that you use around measurement, whether it's looking back at campaigns that you've done and actually trying to draw some conclusions and craft a meaningful picture from the data, or maybe you'll introduce a monthly measurement report. Whatever you do, I'd love to know how you get on. Feel free to get in touch with me. I'm at all things I see on Twitter. Look me up, Rachel Miller, on LinkedIn. And all the information that I've referenced, all the models and frameworks and blog posts, you can find at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope to see you again next week. And remember, what happens inside is reflected outside. See you again soon. Thank you.